Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. Paul White here. It's the 14th day of August. Thanks for joining me as we continue our journey through the Gospel of Mark. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane is a fascinating study into prayer. It's a fascinating study into obedience, hearing the voice of God, something we haven't brought out in this trip through the garden is something I try to bring up often when I speak of the garden, and that is how Jesus has become equipped for the pressing of the Garden of Gethsemane. It is a press, by the way. Gethsemane is place of the olive press, which is more than just a title for the garden. It becomes a title for what happens in the garden. Um, He becomes prepared for this garden by his journey into the wilderness. I really believe that the confrontation with the devil in the wilderness happens at the beginning of Christ's ministry by design. Remember, that's why he's led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Because the Holy Spirit is equipping Jesus for the road that lies ahead. So you go into the wilderness as early as possible in the journey. And and I think that means you'll go into spaces often in this journey that will prepare you for the road to the come that's coming that you can't yet see. There's no way you can anticipate everything that's going to happen that you're going through now. I look at at, at our lives here in in the ministry and I think about all of the times when things have been really lean. We've had a lot of lean times. Natasha and I were talking just the other day. I said, I I don't think the average person could ever imagine how much we live our lives by faith. I was in a church recently, a big church, and with multiple, probably dozens of people on staff And I was riding around with one of the pastors, one of the many myriad pastors. And he was asking me about my life and my ministry and what I did and, you know, what it looked like and how we function day to day. And as I explained it to him, he just started laughing and shook his head and said, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could live not being for sure that there was going to be a paycheck next week. That I don't know that I could live completely in that space of faith. And I remember hearing him say it back to me and I thought, oh gosh, yeah, maybe I should be more scared than I am. <laughs> you know, but, but my point there is that I, we've gotten so accustomed to it, sometimes I, I don't even realize how much it's walking by faith. Well, I go to the Lord in prayer at times for things like finances and it, it it always feels kind of silly to me to go to him with it like he doesn't know or like he's not going to provide he's always provided but I do because prayers for us and I need to talk it out and I will go to him in prayer and and begin to bring these things up and something that has resonated in my soul is how much the lean moments are preparing us for the fat season because we've had a few seasons of fat too where it got where we got like a, a, a donation that helped us to sort of ease the stress for a while to go okay you know it's going to be there 
for a little bit because God dropped this in your lap. And I think we've been pretty smart with what to do with those fat seasons because of the lean seasons. It's my own personal testimony of why the wilderness is necessary to get you to the garden. I mean, by their very words, by their very definitions, listen to them. Wilderness, lean, famine, heat, death, garden, lush, full, uh, fertilized, fed, sunny, (laughs) produce. They're the opposite of one another. So Jesus goes into that space where it's lean so that when he gets to the garden and he's pressed, we see a Jesus in Mark 14 that is going to pass this test. And I think it's the wilderness experience that does it. So I'll give you this word of encouragement. It gives me this same word. And that is that if you're in a season of lean, you, it's the same God that's there, that's in the season of the garden. Learn something in the season of the wilderness so that you will survive whatever pressure comes your way. Because if you can survive the wilderness, you can survive the garden. You'll know what to do. And we're not all prepared for lush. We're not all prepared for excess because we don't know what we're doing. And we'll be wasteful. But having went through the wilderness, it helps. My verse today is Mark 14, 42. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Now, we know he's talking about Judas. The next verse is going to tell us that. But as a landing spot, I, I sort of rambled today intentionally about the wilderness and the garden, something I've needed to say for days in this regard. Um, but as I've done that, it's left me with just this last verse before we leave the garden. And so it leaves me with one last thought as sort of an interpretive tool. The phrase, my betrayer, is at hand. At hand means the next verse immediately, here comes Judas. So at hand is a phrase that means it's about to happen. It's the same phrase, by the way, when Jesus says, repent, the kingdom is at hand. How close is the kingdom? Well, it's not 2,000 years away, or he wouldn't have used the phrase at hand. It's right there. It's very close. 1 Peter 4, 7, by the... The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Was Peter wrong? Or was Peter talking about the end of things as they know it? In Revelation 22, when John's told not to seal that book because the events are at hand, then the events were something they should expect to either happen in their lifetime or something that has happened so close to them as to affect their immediate generation. So I I just think that this 42nd verse where the betrayer is at hand is a good way of learning how to read at hand so that we don't misread it when we look at it in other situations and think it means something else. We'll meet Judas as he meets Jesus in the garden tomorrow. God bless.